Hello and welcome to the I Am A Health Visitor podcast. My name's Amy. And I'm Jenny. Today we are talking about health groups, health promotion groups. So any kind of group setting that health visitors kind of find themselves in. Um, This is something that happens to us from time to time, doesn't it? Yeah, well I I seem to have kind of... (laughs) end up doing quite a bit on this yes. kind of in a way although I feel like I've sort of blundered through I'm hoping this maybe means that other people doing them won't be as <laughs> blunderbussy as me I've been surrounded by amazing colleagues who've done a lot of help and it's like it's been quite a steep learning curve and learning from my colleagues so we thought we'd share a little bit of Jen's learning and yeah. I'm going to learn from Jen about a bit about what her, her experience has been a little and bit talk a bit of. about kind of maybe the theory behind it a little bit it's very tiny very 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 glaze over it (laughs) and apply that to practice to what you've experienced more the practical lived experience i think than maybe the theory that's cool um so yeah so it's come about because in work i've been involved in establishing antenatal group contacts and i've also been um working to establish uh breastfeeding drop-in which we, we didn't initially have any kind of breastfeeding yes that was a new in thing my area. Wasn't it? it was a very new thing yeah. we we had to bring in um because we were going for our bfi um revalidation Exciting. um and yeah how you may wonder we were going for revalidation and didn't have groups that's a very long story for another podcast <laughs> um, if ever you meet me in real life you can ask me about it um and it's also very fresh in my head because um as i've mentioned previously I'm doing um, my breastfeeding specialist training at the moment and our most recent study day was all about, it was actually, head, you know, the, the title of it was Facilitating Fantastic Breastfeeding Groups and Classes. Um, so obviously it had very much a breastfeeding slant but it's very applicable to, the, um, wider, group to the wider group contacts and our work um, in communities. Um, and because it is that thing where we kind of think, oh yeah, I know not all areas have got any groups running no. and things at the moment. I know no. that it is a, a rarity in things, but I think actually when you look at our role, there are often Definitely. group situations. I mean, I think, you know, we can even have um, regular routine visits that feel more like a group That's contact. True, yeah. I was saying <laughs> yesterday that I did a um, antenatal last week and there was sort of six or seven people in the room yeah, with the mum yeah. and it was it was it was a group it was a group session yeah and also even <laughs> even within our, our own work you know there is um a lot of people are looking at setting up um sort of peer support or sort of group, yeah, group supervision sessions and things and so having an awareness of how groups can work mm. are uh, really useful to consider. I've definitely worked in places where they're saying, you know, at the end of your team meeting um, or as a separate meeting, you need to implement once a month a meeting where you sit down as a group, as a team and discuss difficult cases or give you if, gives you kind of a space for a clinical almost like a clinical reflection time yeah, or yeah and especially with time. time being really tight on these if you've actually had even a bit of thought around you know the, the aim the objectives mm. and obviously you're keeping those objectives quite tight you probably even if it's for a group like that you probably only really need one objective yeah, definitely. Yeah, know, yeah. to actually be able to cover well and just sort of you know making that consideration about the timing the location yeah the real kind of the things that I think we often end up thinking because we see yeah. them as so easy to sort out or or that it's like the bo- the last thing on our mind but they're really important to make a huge 
difference to as much as actually having yeah it's all well and good having a very well researched and lots of references for what you're going to be doing yeah but actually if you've not considered the location the timing yeah are there enough chairs is the room warm enough is there yeah. a fire alarm test going off at the same time yes yeah. then um it, it's going to really you're impact on yeah. yeah and i think we get thrown into running groups a little bit as health visitors you know we were talking before we we when we were planning this this episode we were talking about how actually you know this is a this is a degree course really you yeah. know how to run a good group oh yeah no completely and facilitate a good completely. group you know. well I, I think I, I was tearing my own hair out thinking yeah. oh my god why we can't we this? work this out yeah you know how, how is it so much easier to do a, a podcast on a guideline than it is to cover yeah. <laughs> groups and uh, well, it's, because it's a much bigger topic yeah. so Obviously, so, we're not going to attempt in this podcast to discuss everything you need to know about running a group. No, no. But so, this is essentially just a brief overview of your experiences having yeah, run, run yeah. several groups. And, and well, your experience as well. I mean, and you've got... I run very many groups. But, but you've got... You've got you're going to be having experience soon of uh, participating in this groups, is true yes yeah because I'm currently expecting my first little um, person to come along so we're um, we're looking at the whole antenatal groups and things like that and I think health visitors sometimes feel a bit nervous about running them you know and, and feel a little <laughs> bit like I'm not prepared for this and I don't know what on earth to even begin to consider running no, a, a whole no. group you know I've been asked to do the weaning group and I don't know anything about yeah, it and I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do and so I think we've decided to try and keep it straightforward and uh, I think for my sanity and trying to talk about it as well we're going to stick to the the well-known thing with group dynamics about the forming storming norming and performing yes which vaguely rings a bell from my health visitor training I only feel like. vaguely really. very vaguely <laughs> very vaguely you'll very much know more about this than me I but um I, I vaguely remember something about these different things and there were slides on them and you know but this is what I mean I don't think we really have much training in this type no, of thing no, people just say to us off you go run an antenatal yeah. group you know and then yeah. you, you go in oh what exactly so with the forming so start with forming then. yeah so, so what does form, forming mean so Jen? forming for me in this context I mean mm. this is the trouble if, you, if you're looking at doing this an essay please go and research it properly absolutely of course um, and we we'll send be, you some links we, we are going to be on the, the vague web. side with this but for the forming we're looking at you know it's the what it's the what are you going to do yeah what are you going to do it with you know it's looking at having a team so in my part where we've we've been doing the antenatal groups um I had another very knowledgeable very um passionate health visitor uh, looking at establishing with us we had some support from our management um but and we had um another area in the trust who were already doing group that we could go along and see and mm-hmm. so we could they they already had a template they were using that we could then almost look at and work out whether we wanted to copy that completely yeah. what tweaks we wanted to make base, yeah. um and looking at sort of how yeah we it was that thing where we already had the aim of you know we have the the, the template that's meant to be completed after antenatal group visits um, antenatal contacts mm-hmm. so we knew we had to try and include elements of that within the group yeah. so look at ensuring that there was um you know, home safety talked about smoking yeah ensuring maternal mental health got mentioned infant feeding yes um so you've got quite a lot of aims, there was a lot of really already well, yeah kind of so there was a lot of learning objectives really to get yeah. covered in there um and it's something which i mean and the key thing i think with groups is that it's a dynamic thing 
Yeah. So I we're still not completely one hundred percent sold on what we do. We we have and it's that thing where it's having the time around everything else to try and actually sort mm-hmm. out and establish this. So yeah, we are talking at the moment about whether we tweak what we do in the group and mm. things. And so it's like it's by no means set in stone. No, absolutely. And everything. Um, and then that forming stage is really is really kind of the early planning stage, isn't it, from what I yeah, understand. So am yeah. I right in thinking that's the bit where you would sort of think about, um, you know, all the things you were talking about earlier, about what time to do it and when... And, yes, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. what day to run it on and yeah. where to do it yeah. and those types of things. And it does housekeeping kind of, things. Yeah, and it does kind of run into the storming a bit, which is where, you know, you are still looking at... You're having established the what you want to do, it's like the how are you going to do it. Yeah. Um, one of the big sticking points we've had with the antenatal groups on this was that we would have loved to have some audio-visual stuff, but mm. actually the, the practicalities of where we're running the groups in children's oh, centres and hard. having those AV facilities to hand and trying to work out as well. We The, the aim is for all of the health visitors on the team to be delivering these groups. Yes, sure. And the concerns around whether everyone has the technical abilities to be able to do what we were hoping to do and things. Yeah. Um, so... Sorry, in the in the forming bit, does that is that sort of where you would talk about the kind of aims of the group? Yes. So yeah. one of the things that really interests me about that is this idea of having kind of different agendas and different aims in the room. Yeah. So I know that like we talk about that a lot in terms of visits, like one to one visits. You know, if you have an antenatal visit, say for example, and I always this is some just something personal for me in terms of my health visiting practice. I always try to be really a kind of following their agenda as much as possible, which is really challenging because yes. obviously the context we work in is we all come with our own agenda and we have to, we, like you say, when I go home, when I go home, when I go back to the office, yeah. <laughs> which is not my home to be clear, um, <laughs> I have to fill in a template and I have to be able to tick to say I've talked about this or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I try not to let that dominate my contact in the sense that I no. try to let the woman or the parent, whoever I'm talking to, lead the way in terms of what their their important things are. Because I yeah. find that's generally where the issues are. You know. So when you're doing a group, you cannot be completely exactly. led. Because also you will end up with one person being dominant. You have to have... More of a, an agenda. So we have what we call a script... Yeah, I have a passing association with the script in that the the exact I'm, I don't sit there and read. It no, out. God. I I kind of will sort of yeah, dance sure. around the subjects, and I sometimes turn a page and think, oh, I've just spoken about that, and I have to think on my feet a bit about sort of what yeah. I'm doing and sort of leave but myself in blind alleys. But I think there is something where you know you obviously if you're running a group, you have to have opportunity for questions for queries, yes. and it's that thing of how you're going to manage. And I think it's like which. You can have ideas around, oh yeah, if someone says this or someone says that. I think it's really important with a lot of groups to make sure there's two of you there. Mm-hmm. So that if someone does get really upset or leaves the room suddenly, someone can go and check on her. Oh, I had a situation, nice in, a, had yeah, a situation in a group where um, in, in the summer, this mum sort of started um, hyperventilating because oh, she just got really, really hot. And oh, just then her. also I think there was a bit of stress and things and oh. her mum who was with her had gone out, but I had a colleague with me who could then go out 
Aww. and check that they were okay and things and I could carry on yeah. sort of running the group and obviously yeah, we, we did get to a point where I, I could take a natural break and I said oh can you bear with me a second I just popped out myself to double yeah. check that all was okay and just to find out you know how soon was it before they were going to come back in again were they going to come back in again yeah because sort of, yeah. I didn't want them to miss out on more than they needed to yeah oh, um, but it's things like that that I suppose really useful from a kind of practical experience perspective to think about yeah um but certainly in terms of like having different agendas and and having to i find i think that's that's fascinating and so interesting because you know we have like you say with a group you can't follow their lead and also there's not just two agendas there's not just my agenda as the practitioner and their agenda as the group as if they're going to all have one agenda they might have a very different agenda from you um, but each one of those people will all have a different agenda from each other as well so but then i think as well it's how you if you're running group is how you inform people about that group and you make it What's clear that this is going to be happening. And like, you know, one of the first things we say at the antenatal group is that we're not going to be talking about pregnancy and labour. Yes. Because that is not our field of knowledge. You've seen your health, you've seen your midwives. midwives. You know, if you have queries of that nature, discuss with them. We That's are not their area, midwives. Yeah. We're not able to do that. And I think it was something which everyone was quite fearful of that, mm. oh my God, if they do have these questions and things. Yeah. They haven't. No, no. Yeah, you know, on the whole, they haven't. And it's that thing as well where running, if you're running, a group contact like we are I mean we are so is still in the storming stage with how we're with our attendance mm. and how we do that um but it is to some extent you know we are sending the invitation out to them with the list of the upcoming groups for the mm. following three months mm. it is down to them to to phone up to book with us sure we're not sending out blind appointments at the moment no, no. we're not um sort of yeah, it's sort of it's a, it's a self-selecting group who are taking up. Yes, yeah, um, and I suppose that's that's a really good point. Is is actually in order to deal with those different agendas and different aims, you're setting the expectations of what what's going to be covered in the group. Yeah. So that helps to kind of pave the way, really, to achieving a shared aim yeah. and a shared. But objective. then also, you know, it's that thing of you you know, you you think think about the fact that you don't want them to leave with an unmet need yeah no, you exactly. want to be so you've got to allow a bit of flexibility so, as well yeah and allow time for extra questions and yeah. things okay lovely so that's kind of the forming idea and thinking about your learning objectives yeah. and the the practical side of things and I mean, early that, planning. Is that sort of thing with forming as well you need to have you know a group that you're going to work with to establish them it's impossible to establish group on your own yes you need to have some cohesion some help some support within your team yeah um and who you're going to be targeting yeah one thing i thought was really interesting from your training day was coming up this idea of very very tailored groups yeah we're talking about kind of having very yeah specific oh i mean that was the the dream so one of the one of the um teaching and um, the tasks that we had to do in small groups was looking and more specifically at breastfeeding groups uh you know how would you the differences in how you would um what um you would do in a group for teenage mums compared to a group for second time or subsequent parents of subsequent children who had had problems breastfeeding the first time yeah versus um 
parents of twins and things. Now, I mean, this is unlikely to ever happen. This is it, isn't it? For the NHS, you know, in, in our, our services. Um, but it is quite. it was quite interesting how if you give us all the same list of um, things so that we had a list of... Um, let me see if topics, can find it, potential topics. List of potential topics. So it was the the outcomes for pregnant women and things like you know, finding out why a last breastfeeding experience went wrong, um, learning about positioning attachment, discover discover survival skills, um, advantages and benefits of breastfeeding, danger of just one bottle, um, receiving handouts for future reference meeting a future breastfeeding support person, learning the basics of supply and demand. I'm, I'm skimming through the list here, I'm not choosing everything, learning about skin to skin. And yeah, in our group we had to then decide and we were told we could only have five must Gosh. things, which is, yeah, if even you're doing a 90 minute class, yeah, you can only you can't you do can't more cover than everything. Yeah. And then the shoulds and the coulds. And obviously, the, the way it was phrased, there were obvious things, obviously things that would be different for each group. So the finding out where the last breastfeeding experience went wrong was very obviously for the, um, yeah, the, group that the group that have had a previous, had previous negative problem. breastfeeding experience. And even then it was like, actually, do you want to have that as a must? Or do you want to, you know, where was it? There was something else. Um, address anxieties and fears about breastfeeding problems. Which we actually went. I, I was in the group doing the that, the that layout target. for that target, mm. and we actually went for that one rather than the why did the last breast feeding experience go wrong? Because I think the way it was phrased and everything, yes, you get that same that information, but not that maybe individual focus. It would open it up more anxieties to, and fears generally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's a really interesting thing, and I think it, that's that's what's that's going to be your real challenge in terms of again meeting different agendas and different aims yeah. again is going to be much easier to do if you've got a very strongly tailored group yeah. if you've got a very specific group of which people which in reality health visitors in practice to. are not going to be facing are we yeah. you know unless you are looking at doing like a postnatal um, perinatal mental health group, group or something even even in something like that you know yeah. a perinatal mental health group that's so broad. People yeah, can come yeah, with all yeah. sorts of perinatal yeah. mental health difficulties, and um, some might be antenatal, some might be postnatal. Yeah. You've got anxiety and depression, yeah. OCD. You know, there's so all sorts then, of things. Yeah. So, so the, you're then moving on to the storming. Yes. And looking at the why, and one of the really important thing, and why why you're doing the things, how you're doing it. Yeah, having decided on your your aim and your learning objectives, yeah. then yeah, how are you going to deliver them? Um, okay and one of the important this is where sort of a lot of the debate becomes and this is really sort of where we were debating about those objectives that we were having yeah. and how to prioritize them and things that was where that was coming in um and also considering the different learning styles yes okay. so um really interesting thing where people let, remember 10 percent of what they read i can't remember 20 percent of what they hear that's it 50% if they see and hear something. So if you're using PowerPoints, if you're using videos, um, and 90% if they say and do. Themselves. Yeah. And so this is why I think, you know, it's, and the thing I've always noticed is that people, the most, if anyone's talked about previous learning, it's the um, 
CPR learning mm. that often sticks in people's head that you can see they almost feel a bit more. I remember more. that. Yeah. yeah, and it's that thing where they'll often say, oh, I learned it, but I can't remember. And then when they're actually, if they're given the chance to practice again, they do remember They do remember it really well. And it's not, they, they it's like riding a bike. Yes, you know? because you've it's done it It's a kinetic yourself. thing where you've, you've done that and learned it and things. Yeah. And especially, you know, breastfeeding is a kinesthetic activity. And a lot of parenting is a kinesthetic. Sure. You know, changing nappies, bathing babies. It's all very You're not practical. just going to learn by reading a book. No, absolutely. It's that practical skill yeah, of handling, yeah, yeah. which I find really important. It's like that thing of actually whenever you can bring a practical hands-on element to a class, yeah. do it. Yeah, you know. definitely. And possibly, you know, it's, it, it really, one of those things where, I mean, the, the breastfeeding study day days are long. It's like yeah. nine till five with a half hour lunch break and a couple of breaks in between. But you're talking with your colleagues you're doing the course with. You're fine. And it's really, it's it's a mixture of brain buzzing and like a big warm fuzzy hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. It's like, it's a, it's a lovely, lovely group that I'm working with as well. So they're obviously doing a fabulous job of that kind of, They've got that storming bit, haven't they? Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, nailed yeah. Because we're they're, they're of, really... We've stormed, we've normed, yeah. We're yeah. kind of... Yeah, as a group. And I think, but also I think Deborah, who um, is our course leader... Has put has, a lot of effort yeah, into planning and, it. And, I mean, yeah. she... The amount of effort that she puts in, she is amazing. Yeah, yeah and so I came out with this sort of re- head buzzing with ideas after this really yeah. full-on study day. But just really keen to sort of look at our antenatal group again and look at how we're teaching things and mm. really think about like so we do an activity that we've developed kind of based around the pro- promotional guide cards. Okay. Um, but it was having um, the cards laminate or having almost like we've made bigger versions of the, okay. the cards. Yeah. Have them on the table and the idea is that the parents look through them, pick one or two that maybe they're concerned about or that they have. Um, they feel they're doing really well. If anyone's not familiar with promotional guide, it's um, it's a way of kind of almost like them leading the way with the antenatal yes, contact. Yeah. And so it has things about um, concerns about finances, concerns about how to parent, concerns yeah. about or, or, or not or concerns about. I'm leading everyone concerns about. It's got things about finances, like about yeah, yeah topics to discuss. Um, you know, parenting, um, transition to parenthood. Changing mm. finances, household management, these mm. sorts of things. Relationships, yeah. community. And yeah. so an idea that I've had, which I need to sort of develop, um, is like actually rather than having the these plain oh yeah, these pieces of paper on the table, mm. maybe having like a pillowcase with a small object okay. symbolising yeah, each. Yeah. So for money having like maybe some monopoly money, yes. for um pets or you know, pets and lifestyle have a, a little toy dog or something in there. Yeah, sure. And kind of and actually have that, yeah, pass that round a group, get everyone to pick something out. And again, it's just that thing of that slightly different way. And I know for some people you might think, oh, that sounds really cloying or just a bit twee. But But again, it's just that thing of how to get them to engage. Because at the moment, what I'm noticing with the groups is that they kind of stare at these pieces of paper and they don't quite, they might pick one up and look at it and put it back down again. Yeah. But actually, if they've got something in their hand, and even if it's something that's not relevant to them, then yeah. fine, we'd pass over it quite quickly and yeah. things. Or it might be they pick it up and someone else has a point to make about it or Absolutely. something. Just to try and get it going. And I think, um, you know, that's a great idea. Those practical things, I think, sometimes can feel cringy when we're thinking about them. Yeah. Um, but in actual fact... 
the, the parents can really or anyone like I really enjoy that you know in a group and it's you sort of are asking them to throw themselves into it a little bit yeah. but you're giving them an opportunity to do that yeah. um, where if you're just sitting talking at them what you're going to get is them just sitting staring back at you yes you know yeah, yeah. so if you what you want is engagement you have to introduce Definitely. an activity like, and like you say it makes it more memorable and within the storming I mean I think there's a big part of the behind the scenes still in the storming as well so like I, I feel like with our antique groups we're still very much in this storming stage okay. because we're still trying to engage with our colleagues to do the, do some of the group swell and things yeah and so there's still this ongoing thing of trying to almost like coax people in yeah sure <laughs> come on in the water's lovely <laughs> um, because it is that thing but it's that frustration where actually if we do get everyone doing it then everyone might only be doing like one every six months or something yeah and sure. so there's then a worry about well would that be enough for everyone to continue to, to feel, feel confident doing yeah. it or do we look at doing um having a very small a, a small group of people covering them who just take on that responsibility for the team within the team the work is balanced yeah so, so that, that they're able to do these groups because others don't want to do the groups yes, and then yeah, does sure. that then allow us to look at using more audio visual stuff because actually we've got a smaller group who yeah. are going to be doing it so we can actually tweak it a bit more. Yeah. Also in this storming stage at the moment, we're looking at our attendances. Okay. Because we're still not, we're, we're not getting amazing attendance to the group. Yeah. And one of the problems we're having is when to let people know because we are in a unique position where we don't have a hospital in our area directly. So we have mums uh. going to three, four five sometimes different hospitals because okay, um, it depends geographically yeah, on where tricky, they are yeah. <clears throat> then there's an element of patient choice where a few of them like to go further into London maybe to a hospital that they've had another child at before yeah. before they've moved to the area so it's like you you know trying the, the logistics of yeah. working out who we've even got in our area who's expecting are quite tricky Yeah, and sure. at the moment there's a letter sent out at 12 weeks to them sort of congratulating them, saying that we'll be in touch later on. And what we're trying what my personal mission's been at the moment is trying to establish getting a letter going out to them at around the twenty eight week mark, mm. giving them actual dates and times of when groups are in the following three months mm. for them to then come along to a group. And I have noticed that there have been more people yeah, there's been a slight increase in people coming because of these letters going mm. out. But we've not managed to get it across the the whole borough that these letters are going out mm. and there are various issues with teams feeling like they they're unable to get the letters out which is understandable because we are under yeah high workloads Time we've got pressures. a big um vacancy rate at the moment yeah that it, it's kind of to some extent seen as it could be an admin task and trying to engage admin on that and actually admin are really cool about it but it's just really frustrating and it's getting to kind of the point where there is a, some people saying that they'd rather just not do the groups and do individual contacts for everyone mm. but then actually having the they don't have capacity to do, to that. do that either yeah so it's Minnie, you can really see why difficult. it's called storming you can see Definitely. why it's oh right yeah i feel <laughs> because, like we're yeah. in we are yeah I, I kind of feel like i'm on an upturned umbrella in stormy sea at times at the moment <laughs> and i think that's 
maybe it's good for people to kind of know that that's a normal part of forming a group. Oh, yeah, no, You know, that's a normal part completely. of the process. It is There's a whole section where, called yeah. storming yeah, for yeah, that yeah. reason. And it's that thing as well where just, as, you know, it's like you can have the best laid plans, but it doesn't mean that they will go perfectly. No. And that what you think is an amazing plan and things might be shouted down by others and things. Yeah. And it's like, it's all part of... Uh, normal normal team dynamics and things yeah absolutely um and yeah and it's just like I, I i hope it's a relief actually listening to this that i'm I'm not coming on saying about my perfect group that i'm running yeah because we're <laughs> yeah. far from that at the moment yeah. um and i think as a, i think i've used continually as a theme in our podcast is that you don't have to be running the most perfect thing actually absolutely. there's a lot of learning that can come through hearing other people talking about things that aren't going so great yeah and more that what you're going to do about it what can you do about it and things. yeah definitely um and so eventually with a group yeah <laughs> you get to a norming stage and norming is almost where things are ticking along well and that yeah you're getting steady consistent um numbers coming into the group Mm -hmm. that you've got a steady consistent group delivering the um delivering the group yeah and the the um you kind of program yes um you have like a you know what you want to cover and you've got ways of covering it which are well established and you'll feel confident with and but as anyone knows that the the, this you know the the whole forming storming norming and before um, and sort of and then going on performing is a circle it's always going to be that thing so so with the norming yeah you get you you're getting to the point where you're getting into the the feel of it you kind of feel like it's running smoothly and then you're performing you're doing it Mm. and then there has to be a review element as well because you you want to be evaluating so this is through um most commonly a lot of areas are going to be using evaluation forms for feedback from the clients um Mm. attending the groups but also um yeah, it should be some degree of self-evaluation and yeah. peer evaluation as yeah. well. Um, and I think there's some examples of it in our, in our, um, in our study day pack um, yeah, I love from that. the breastfeeding group. Really there's cool. a really great evaluation sheet um, mm-hmm. which had been designed by um, Deborah, which I think anyone could look at designing for their own groups with their own needs and things. Um, and because it just goes, it's quite nice in that it doesn't just look at one area and it looks at um, a lot of it sort of, you know, how well prepared were you? Did you have your materials, things to hand? Did you appear well groomed? Did you arrive early to set yeah. the room up? And did you start on time? Did you remember to do the ground rules? Yeah. Did you, you know, were you friendly, enthusiastic? What was the atmosphere like that you created? Mm. Um with, you know, we questioning and questions and opening non-threatening. Was everyone feeling comfortable? Did your passion come through? Did you respect others' views? Did you follow your plan without being sidetracked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that would I, be a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> and did you give too little or too much information? Um, did you say if you didn't know? Which I think is a big thing. It's like one of those things we actually discussed a lot in the the. Um, study day was like it's okay if someone comes up with a question and you don't know the answer they're going to respect you far more if you say you know what I don't know that yeah. but let me get back to you let me look up on it let me yeah. check with a colleague rather than yeah we've all had situations where we've asked someone a question and, and as, soon as, the wo- as soon as the words have left my oh. mouth I know if someone actually knows the answer or not and it's that thing where it just becomes painful because they seem painful. like they go on and on and on and you're like Please, you could should just have just stop. said you don't know. <laughs> um, did the did the, the the 
whoever you were running the group with? Did you work together well? Did you thank those who contributed? Did you check all the questions have been answered? Yeah. Did you encourage, I mean, sort of obviously if you're running a group where you're expecting people to come along every week, do you encourage them to attend next time? Did you end punctually? Were you upbeat at the end? Yeah. <laughs> Did you achieve your goals? Um, think oh gosh, about, think about how to modify this. it. Did you recognise your success? Did you enjoy yourself? Oh. And it's really nice. And the idea is that this is like, yeah, you rate you rate your own class, you rate um, you rate your own rate so your own class for the you. mums, yeah, or sort of for, or you, I think you maybe even can you can assess yourself how you feel the mums found it. You rate the session for staff. You rate a colleague in action, and then to choose up to yeah a few areas to work on to improve. It's that yeah. thing if you know that there's something that you're like oh, yeah. I mean even like you during our podcast recordings we have moments where we go oh I didn't oh, do yeah, that we should properly have done that better. oh yeah. no let's go back and do that and things yeah um and this was actually adapted from an idea um by Christine D Schapper in Levin and is in turn also loosely based on a book by Jay Isley Clark who me lead a group which is from 1998 but deborah said that yeah she still uses this reference because mm. actually she's not seen anything that compares to it mm, um and so it's one of those it's something it's gone on my list of uh things to look to up read, properly yeah. and things I, what i love about that um kind of self-assessment checklist is that the choose up to five to work on to improve yeah. so even if that like, is a really long list and you know it could easily feel overwhelming, yeah. especially if you feel you come out of your first group and you think, actually, do you know what? That didn't go to plan. Yeah. That didn't go how I wanted to. It helps you recognise the things that went. There's so many. I mean, there's like 39 points on this form. Yeah. There's the things that you, you know, things, there will be things on that list that went well. Sure. And it's like you're rating yourself out of five. So, you know, one poor, three okay, five excellent. There's going to be at least some things where you maybe even got as much as a four on. Yeah, definitely. And then just picking those those few areas really to pinpoint to work on, recognizing that you're not going to improve everything That's all in I mean. one go. Yeah. But gradual, yeah, goal setting, achieving, yeah. improving. Pick the things that you think are the most important that you that you didn't do so well on that you'd like to improve, rather than expecting to improve every single thing that yeah. you didn't go that didn't go well. Because how many times know? has it happened where you've had? Um, you've been thinking about oh my word I need to improve this and you improve that and suddenly you find something else improves as well which you didn't even think was going to go Connected better to it. you'd not thought about it yeah. and yet they linked up and connected. and it's a very strengths-based kind of thing as well in some ways isn't it because you're 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 not beating yourself up about it it's yeah. a learning process and I think um, we sometimes forget to do evaluation or we do it in a very kind of tokenistic kind of a way yeah. whereas this is quite a a really quite in-depth thinking yeah. about how did it go and that I can see that being really helpful so that's your norming part where you're kind of tweaking things doing some evaluation yeah. making well, some changes on the basis in, of that moving really into the performing and yes. the doing it and the reviewing yeah. yeah and then before you know it you're back round to uh, forming, forming again. again because <laughs> you know what it's like guys people move on their work commitments change you'll have new people coming in to help out with the group the and you've enjoyed it so much of, that yeah. you want to do another group. You will, yeah, well, it could be you get more people coming along, so you need to hold more groups. Yeah. Or you finally get permission to do that weekend group you've been really wanting to yeah, do. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like there's oh, it's an ongoing, it's never um, static. No, definitely. It's always going to be, you're always going to be at some point in that group. Or, or even that the individuals within the group 
are going to be. You may be at the point where you're performing, but your colleague may still be storming and trying to work out their groove and things. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's really, really helpful. I mean, I think it gives us a bit of an overview of what kinds of experiences you might expect to have and, and what sorts of things to think about when if you're asked to plan a group yeah. and also to give yourself some some credit actually for stepping up to the mark if you are one of those people that said yeah all right do you know what I'll have a go at this because it isn't something that's easy to do no. it isn't something that we get particularly huge amount of training in you know we perhaps get a couple of lectures in your health visiting training if you're lucky oh, you know yeah, no, completely. we and don't there's such variety in the um, the training um yeah so some courses might cover it and others won't yeah. so give yourself some credit and I've seen you know when I was looking for this podcast I just did a quick google and there were so many really great practice going on up and down the country you know people running postnatal depression groups um there was an article actually in the community practitioner um which was lovely about um about a transition to parenthood type group um called first steps they had an article september 2017 and it was about a um, group they did in walsall yeah um which was based around the six high impact areas um and sounds like an absolutely brilliant project you know um and i think just really to give credit where credit's due for the people that are doing this up and down the country and often doing it in addition to their normal role, possibly without any protected time, you know. Yeah. Um, ready, steady mums groups are being run and set up up and down yeah, the country so as well. Yeah, IHV were behind those. Yeah, IHV's initiative, yeah, about getting mums active and, and cool. stuff. Um, and it's that real community level of health visiting. You know, we talk about community, universal, UP, yeah, UPP. Yeah, yeah. I think the community bit can be kind of forgotten. I'm certainly not very good at remembering it in my practice. No, yeah. Um, and these groups are a real opportunity to do community engagement and community level health visiting. So um, they're they're exciting opportunity, really. Definitely. And if you're Definitely. thinking of starting one, hopefully this gives you a little bit of confidence that you don't have to be an expert in it before you start. No, yeah. Uh, give it a go and you'll learn a yeah. lot along the way. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I think it is that thing where you do find that you, you often, yeah, you can't, you can't hang on until you think you know exactly how to run a group to run a group. Yeah, you have you to have just have do to it. You have to just jump in the water yeah. and uh, work it out. It's a bit like, yeah, it's a kinesthetic activity, as we were saying. <laughs> Running it's a group, you cannot learn completely how to run a book by reading a book. It's a kinesthetic <laughs> activity. You actually have to be doing it yes, to experience absolutely. it, to know what to do and things. Great. Okay, well, thank you very much. No, that's all right. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, please let us know. We're on Twitter at IMHV. Uh, we're on Gmail, um, or email, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I am a health visitor, all one word, at gmail.com. Obviously, the all one word bit isn't in the email address. <laughs> um, and uh, if you've really, really liked us, then please uh, rate and review us yeah. on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe away so you get all of our episodes coming to your phone. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, be lovely to hear from you as ever and any suggestions for future episodes are greatly received if you've got any examples of lovely groups you've run that we could tweet about or share then please do let us know um and hope you enjoyed the episode thanks very much definitely take care in the meantime guys bye bye